you're gonna go in there and be like, fuck, this person's looking at me. I wonder if he thinks I'm a little dipshit. And in their head, they're like, fuck, this person's looking at me. Yep, like, yep. I wonder what they're saying. You know what I mean? We all do that. So. Your freezer? That's the freezer, bro. It's like a, I don't know. It's Travis's, bro. He's got like, there's like, fifty pounds of salmon in that bitch. Shit, stacked. Have to take a slap, dude. He doesn't even eat it. Really? He keeps going, yo. We should have like a barbecue with hella people and just cook hella salmon. I'm like, the or fuck? Dude, just salmon barbecue. Yo, this is actually fuck. speaking of salmon. So this morning, I'm laying in bed. Uh. Like, we're just, like, we're watching TV, like, cuddling, just chilling, and my phone vibrates. And I'm I'm on Do Not Disturb, right? And, like, the only people that get through Do Not Disturb are, like, my mom, you're on there, and, like, Luca, like, some, like, there's, like, four or five people. So, it vibrates, so obviously I check it, and my mom just says, are you up? But she spelt it, like, letter R, letter U, and up, and she she always fully types out words. Yeah. Because she she doesn't text, she goes... Are you and she like speaks into her phone and it'll yeah. type it like so fucking and then she has to redo it like eight times because it can't hear and I'm like why don't you just fucking type it but anyway so I get that and I'm like what the hell it's like seven thirty why is she doing this like so I kind of like looked concerned Shannon's like are you alright and I'm like yeah it's just weird my mom texts me I was like yeah is everything okay and I'm like waiting and waiting so I started kind of tripping I'm like damn what the fuck's up with my mom because uh, I'm I'm just a worrier I do that shit right <laughs> she texts back she was like. Oh, nothing. Just wanted to see if you and Shannon wanted to go to the Salmon Festival in Issaquah tomorrow. I was like, what? <laughs> You're asking me to go to a Salmon Festival at 7.30 in the morning? So I just put my body in text back. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> so I'm like, so I call her and she, I was like, so we're going to a Salmon Festival? She's like, yeah, it's like this big thing, Issaquah. And I was like, what? It's just like a festival full of salmon. She's like, no, it has nothing to do with salmon. It's just called that. And I was like, fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> she was like, I guess that's the time of the year in the Issaquah River or something like yeah, salmon stuff. Yeah, spawning. Spawning. Yeah. Which I didn't know it was. <laughs> he did, had no, did you know what <laughs> spawning meant? In the movie, right? The Mark, Mark See, Walbert that's movie. what I Jesus. said. Mark Wahlberg. Well, okay. See, the thing is, I'm from Issaquah, so I know all about the. You guys don't. Oh, so you were all about. You used to we work. Had to, every, you worked at the salmon festival? Yeah, I was a fish slayer. Seriously? Fish slayer. Uh, that's like the most like uh, that was like crazy the most badass way to yeah, say. I'm a fucking fish slayer, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> no, we had we had to really. School. He liked yeah. fillet salmon. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just had we just sold our shitty artwork. Uh, in, like, but so you actually did like you um, were... elementary school. We would always oh uh, okay because it's like a farmers days. market thing, right? It's like um. Like Kent Cornucopia days. Oh, that, yeah, but Kent Cornucopia is like Kent Cornucopia. That's like a fair for Fuck. just or just dirty people. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so bad, bro. It's like the grimiest thing ever, and it's right in like the downtown part. So there's just a bunch of like hoodlums like running around too. It's just I never like. Dude, those. you guys really don't know what spawning or didn't know. I He's told you obviously. You really, you really didn't know. Did you know? Yeah. What is it? We had to learn all about it. We would make like books about salmon and their eggs and like their morning sex routines where their abs would get all flexed and shit. Oh shit! <laughs> salmon flexing on them. Um, yeah. No, Cody. Cody had no idea what it meant. Well, so like, like he... dude, like, so I was like, I was, I was walking Tyson. Uh, fucking was that yesterday? Or no, Thursday it was yeah, Thursday, yeah. and uh, we were down by the we were down by the Cedar River in Renton, right? And 
so the fish are spawning, right? Yeah. And there was a couple dead fish uh, along the along the bank, and I took a picture of it, and I was just like fucking around on Snapchat, and I was like, "Hey, it's dinner, right?" And this guy was like, "Fucking rent and pollution." Like, there's no fucking pollution in, in Renton. Like, there's no plants or anything like that. Like, what are you talking about? And he was dead serious. I thought, like, you what? know, like, and I was just Renton's like, kind of like grimy too. You know, I figured the the water's hella dirty. Just and because there's and... hella bums doesn't mean that there's <laughs> a bunch of pollution. They I might just, be shitting in the water, but like, so you didn't know that they like returned to where they were. No, I was like, I literally was like, I was like, damn. So there's probably like a bunch of fucking pollution and chemicals and toxin there because people throwing shit in the river and. Salmon died, or it wasn't a salmon, it was a little fish, but... It was a salmon. Was it a salmon? It was a salmon. Yeah, Damn, there's salmon real. in the Cedar River. No way. Yeah. For real? Damn, I thought yeah. you had to go out to, like, the big waters for that shit. No, they come and, up uh, the river, yeah. That's, and then... Uh, they go from the river to the big water. I know, but I didn't think that that river went into anything big. I thought that just went into the lake. Is there salmon in Lake Washington? It goes into the Puget Sound. Oh, does it? Oh, I thought that went into the lake. So, there's a salmon there. I figured that the water was polluted and it died. So, that's what I said. <laughs> No. And, and then I was joking. like, and I was like, laugh aloud. No, it's spawning. Yeah. So they just. And I just looked at it like, like yeah. that was And then he didn't respond. So I was like, I didn't respond. Yeah. yeah. That was its main purpose in yeah. life. Was to it's go kind of an awkward die. conversation, but. It is. And then you came in and you were like, you said something about it. And I was like, it's fucking spawning, bro. Yeah. And that's I was like, I, I thought of the like, movie. What? I was like, you know, yeah. <laughs> arising like from the dead. Yeah. It's a dope movie. So clearly you didn't watch the Discovery Channel or anything like that. Oh, wait, when his mom was on. I watched, uh, yeah, I watched, wait, what'd you say? Oh, wait, when your mom was on. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, yeah, for you out there, my mom was on the Discovery Channel. That's where that was from. Um, she did like a nature thing, but I, I, I watched like Shark Week a little bit, I guess, but. Yeah, That's like know. a default, man. Like everybody watches yeah. Shark Week. I don't, I don't know. Like, I watched more of like Survivor Man and shit like that. Yeah. I never watched like. Less Shroud. Yeah, I don't know. I just God don't savage. I don't see. I didn't see any. Like, How do you feel about the Bear Grylls new Bear Grylls new show? Um, running, I haven't running wild with Bear Grylls. He you know like, what? Takes like, celebrities out in the. Oh, wait, wait, in the wait, wait, I okay. watched. So I watched the old one on the the original show. He took out Will Ferrell, and I saw that. That one was funny. Like that I thought it was funny. cool. Um, but I've heard I've heard kind of good things about the Marshawn Lynch one. But Dude, obviously everybody's biased so, because Marshawn's from Seattle, yeah. like Seahawks. So it's like. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're saying it. Well, but I heard no, it was he's, he's, he's 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 a funny dude, but the show just itself, like, it's just. Dumb I liked to watching me. it because so this motherfucker went through the craziest shit. Like, I, I don't want to see him babying yeah. somebody. Actually, Shaq's Shaq's episode was more funny to me than. Oh, I bet Shaq like, is Marshawn hilarious, yeah. bro. Shaq's a funny motherfucker. Yeah. Like there was the one like he eats placenta, right? <laughs> like this, like a deer or something. Like obviously had its. Had its baby, and they come across this just big pile of like, I mean, it just looks like fucking goo, yeah. right? And he just like, and, and Bear picks it up, and he's just holding <laughs> it up like, this. damn, it was that big, dude. It was hella big, and and Shaq is just looking at it like, wow, so something just had its baby right here, like that's crazy, <laughs> right? And he's like, and then Bear's like, that looks like dinner to me. And Shaq's face was just like, what the fuck? What do you mean? We're about to eat that? Yo, meanwhile, yeah, so like... He takes out his knife, cuts a piece off, puts it in his little fanny pack, and then <laughs> later they later they fried it up on this flat piece of rock. Like, meanwhile, like, the camera crew's behind him eating jerky. Yeah, you know, exactly, yeah. <laughs> some trail mix. Yeah. Shaq's uh, eating placenta. No, I was more into, like, the Destination Truth and shit like that. Or maybe it wasn't Destination Truth. I think that was the Haunted one. Um... 
there's like those shows where like they go into like undiscovered areas you know what i mean like and it's like just like travel channel shit like i like that or like uh what's the andrew zimmerman one bizarre foods bizarre foods was good but i think he does another one too maybe it's not him where he like goes and just like just like experiences the culture and like drinks their alcohol and like parties with them and hangs out with them. Oh, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, yeah, yeah that uh, one. Yeah, uh, parts unknown. Yeah, that one's yeah. dope. Like I like that kind of shit. I didn't really watch yeah. much animal stuff, man. That dude's a savage. Just Shark Week, cause Shark Week sharks are fucking crazy. They're so yeah. big, dude. It's just like, it's insane. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> 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 yeah, just deep water and sharks. Yeah, Yo, if you had if you had a uh, shark tank the size of. Uh, this studio, aka my garage, what would be inside of it? Probably not a shark. It would probably die. I'm like, just saying, have a, like, okay, like <laughs> they have to have like a certain amount of space. I'm just, like, you could get a shark. You could get like a little tiger shark. You know what I mean? Like a little tiger shark. Yeah. You know, tiger sharks grow to be like 16 feet. And maybe it's not. There's, there's a certain <laughs> breed of tiger sharks, bro. <laughs> Dude, I was at Caesar's Palace in the Vegas the, the other weekend. Shark. <laughs> <laughs> the liger shark. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, I was I was in. Vegas at Caesar's Pass, and they had a fish tank that had a little tiger shark going around there. It's probably a baby, a well, baby and they tiger just take shark. Them out? Yeah, probably. Oh, shit. Yeah. Learn something new every day. What would you have in the fish tank? That's what I'm asking. I would have. If, if you have no space confinement. Man, okay? you know what's hella cool any, to me is is octopus. I was gonna say the same thing, bro. Um, you hear about that octopus that escaped? Escaped the fucking aquarium in Seattle. Yeah. Man. It's dope. Yeah, they're hella smart. They can do. They can like squeeze through anything. Not mm. anything, but they can pretty like, much. They can like Almost squeeze anything. down like crazy. Yeah, yeah dude. Know, they freak me out. They and there's out. like that giant shark that or shark, <laughs> giant uh, yeah. octopus that lives under the Narrows Bridge. Yeah, I don't know if that's a myth or. I don't know. That was like the Puget Sound. I'm not I I, honestly, got, man. Like, like I, I feel. What's that? They got like. Like a beak? Yeah, they have a beak. So yeah. as long as it's a, it's got to be as big as the beak, like the, the that's the, the only thing. thing whatever they're trying like, to that's fit through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah, octopuses are dope, but squids are fucking gross. They taste good. Yeah, they taste phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. But they yeah. just look gross, like yeah. like a giant squid. Like imagine a giant squid just like tangling you up. Man, really anything in the ocean that's that's not a fish. Yeah, it's just like, cause, man, it's just because, like, it's, it's, we're not supposed to be in there. You know what, dude? Uh, like, so the planet is what, like 80% water? 70, I think. <laughs> Correct me on that shit. Yeah. Uh, Look it up. I want to know who's right. Yeah. I think I'm right. So, I, I'm going to say, 80. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say, let's get specific here. I'm going to say, uh, let's get are we 70.7. I was going to say 79, fuck. 78. Ball but yeah, let's go 80. Fucker. 80 and 70. Fuck it. Um, but, I'm pretty sure, so let's say 80% is the planet. Only like 20% of that has been discovered. Look that shit up too. I swear to God. That's that's kind that of fucking sense. creepy. So, 80? Yeah. The Earth is 80% water? Yeah. 70? All right. Well, per Google, about 71% of Earth's surface is water covered. Damn it. But... How m- Dude. The oceans hold about ninety six point five percent of all Earth's water. Ooh. So either way, he. Oh was wait, no, yeah. yeah, that doesn't. That means nothing. Yeah. Um, I was right. I heard ninety six, and I was like, wait, what? I'm closer. Yeah. Um, look Discovery up how Channel, much bro. how much of the ocean has been discovered. 
So I'm pretty sure that's true. And like, there's underwater cave and stuff. So like, you think about giant squids. We found all these crazy things. Like, what the fuck else is down there, fucking bro? Nessie. Nessie, bro. Moby okay. Dick. Fucking, you got it. What do you think? Damn, he's quick. What's that? Google Master. How much of the ocean has been discovered? I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say 25. percent I'm gonna say 18. percent Ooh. We've explored less than 5% of that. What? Ocean. That's crazy. Dude, that's even more. That's mind-blowing, bro. Yeah. So if, if the, if the planet is 71% ocean and we've only discovered less than 5%. There's some shit in the ocean. Bro, there. that's like 90% of the fucking earth or some shit <laughs> has not been discovered. <laughs> I guess because a lot actually there's parts of like con like there's continents that haven't like there's pieces of the continent that have, haven't been discovered too. yeah so you might be a little bit accurate on that's that crazy bro so like but honestly that shit fires me up because that just like if you look at that from like an insight bro there's so much to like that we don't even know that's you true know what i mean and that means there's probably so many species that yeah and you can go into that in any realm of life really i think about that shit with religion we're not going to talk about that on podcast but that same thing like because there was no recording of shit just like written like i don't know man shit trips me out can turn into a conspiracy theory yep i think it is i'm man i actually i think that there is some truth to to some conspiracies we won't go into it but like uh like the whole like 9-11 shit Mm -hmm. like was super sketchy to me um i won't again i won't go into like yo you should you should have a drink with my brother one day (laughs) <laughs> that guy is like conspiracy king it's yeah. kind of funny like i'll say like i bought an iphone and he was like oh you're fucked and i'm like what and dude he has this whole spiel about really? iphone oh dude so every- he doesn't have an iphone no nothing apple wow he's fucking weird yeah i his, mean the his way his wife it, is like his wife's like shut up and you know like, she has all that <laughs> actually actually so me and my dad me and my dad went to breakfast yesterday and uh we were ta- like talking about the debate and uh like he gets like super fired up about uh politics and we were talking about the bombings in uh new york mm-hmm. uh that that happened recently and uh how that guy was on the the terrorist watch list and uh so on and so forth damn i didn't know that and but like like it's it's funny to me like how people just make such a big deal out of being like you know like the nsa like watching uh, or like listening in on your phone calls or like reading your emails and your text messages or whatever and like tapping into pretty much every form of communication that you yeah. that you use, right? And like people like get all fucking butthurt about it. It's like, man, like this isn't anything new. Like they've been doing that for uh, yeah. a long ass time. And <laughs> I'm like, man, like how do you how do you think that anybody ends up on like those lists? Yeah. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like as soon as somebody buys a fucking ticket to afghanistan for example right like that's suspect. you're being you're being fucking watched yeah right? but, but <laughs> like, in, a, in a way it's kind of rightfully so you like know they I mean? they knew exactly what that dude was doing like when he went there you know what i mean like oh well he went for his sister's wedding or something like that or to see family like they knew exactly what he was doing yeah like dude they're they're reading your shit like but like at the same time just don't do anything sketchy and you don't have anything to worry yeah, if about you're not bombing <laughs> like, anybody you have you know nothing to worry about don't I think, freak like, out about it yeah like gives a fuck I heard th- I, like I heard this on a different podcast, and I had to Google it because it's just fucking. Speaking of conspiracy theories, there's a, there's a conspiracy out there, um, and you can Google this if you want. He's about to. He's got the Google out. 
um, there's like a group of people that are uh, like fully believe and like claiming and they started a group. There's a big YouTube series about it and all these articles um, that are saying the earth is flat again. And they're saying that NASA is the conspiracy, right? They don't want us to know that it's flat because people will, will fall off or some shit like that. So it's it's pretty much like they're saying is like Antarctica is actually a ring. So the Earth's not like a square. It's a disk. And uh, that's why when you look at the moon, it looks like a circle, but it's actually a disk. And the uh, the outer rim of this disk is actually Antarctica. So it's ice wall. So we can't climb over it because they, nobody's climbed to the top of those or some shit like that. And their excuse is like, yeah, if you do, you'll, you'll see or you'll fall off. And NASA doesn't want us to know that. Uh, the North Pole is actually in the dead center. Like... They have like all these statistics trying to prove it and shit. And I'm just like, no. Yeah. It's just like, it's insane. Yeah. Somebody dropped too much acid and it's like, but it's like legit. Like I, I literally read like three articles on it. Cause I was like, no, this can't be true. Like people are actually like <laughs> believing in this. It's crazy, man. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, but there's been people like who have like gone around the world literally. on like a boat. Literally. Like, I'm sure it was somebody's flown on a plane that yeah. saw the top of Antarctica too. Like, and you can go in different directions from like. That is kind of weird if you think about it though. Like, if you fly, or let's say you flew over Antarctica, and then like you just end up at the North Pole. Like, if you like think about it in your head, that's just hella weird, man. I yeah. Don't know. Or I, like, because you look at a map. I just be like. <laughs> fuck it. People are probably listening. It's like, man, these guys yeah, are hella stoned, stoned right yeah. now. There's no weed in the making of this podcast, I promise. <laughs> no illegal drugs. Well, actually, it's not legal, but... Yeah, it is. It's not illegal. Oh, I thought you said it's, it's legal. No, no, no. It is over here. Yes, sir. So, I think... Uh, what were we going to talk about? We were going to talk about something Michael said the other day. So, Michael came up to me. He was like, man, like I was like, yo, how's your day going? And uh, he was like, thank God it's Friday. You know, the whole like cliche friday mindset bullshit you cliche motherfucker and uh and i was like man like you know why is I, I i forget the exact like dialogue that we had going on but you know what i mean like i think i explained a little bit i was like man like you know monday is my and he thought i was joking right like you thought oh, i was yeah. kidding like, I thought you were just like yeah well like and and that's not even that's not even the truth but it, it, it's more about like you know what i mean and, and like we were talking about earlier like Your every outlook. day yeah like like to me like you know Sunday is the same as fucking Thursday, you know, Monday is the same as Friday. Like it, to me, it's just like, why not like look at every day? You know what I mean? Like why, why waste time on doing shit that you don't want to do? Like optimize your time and, and like live life to the fullest. Like that's really truly like my entire outlook on, you know, every day of the week. Like what can I do today to, to, to make something better? And, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be work as much as I like to, um, but doing something that I fucking enjoy, right? Like you don't have to wait for Friday to, to right. go kick it or like, you know, hang out or, you know, uh, you know, do something specific that you like to do. I think that's kind of like the, the mindset of most people, because of, of course, like the corporate world or, you know, shit that happens on the weekends as far as like clubs or parties and stuff like that. Like, man, like 
people work Monday to Friday like that, that nine to five. And then, or people who do work five days a week, but maybe, you know, it, you, I'm sure you've heard it before. Oh, my Monday is my Friday. Yeah. Or whatever, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's that sort of kind of like mindset that I, that I don't necessarily kind of agree with. And that's why, that's why I said that because like, man, to me, it's like every day is the same. Yeah. And I think that comes down to being present. You know what I mean? Cause like it, the the American world has like set us up just like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know what I mean? Like for me, it's meal one, two, three, four, because yeah. there's, you know what I mean? There's no time restrictions. If I want to eat breakfast at eight or 12, like and it's funny. Cause it, I was in Starbucks on Sunday. Uh, I went and met a client online client there. And we were going over stuff and I was like, just doing some work. And I went up to refill my coffee and she messed up and she was like, Oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like it's been a long week. Today's my Friday. And then the lady behind him was like, today's my Thursday. And then another person was like, it's Sunday for me. Like, and they Just kept fucking trickling. Yeah. Back. They were like literally yeah. all doing it. Right. Yeah. And, and they looked at me and they're like, what day is it for you? Like trying to be like smart. And I was like, it's Sunday. Right. And she's like, yeah, I was like, today's my yeah, Sunday. Today's Sunday. <laughs> and yeah. She's like, Oh, and I'm like, yeah, just I mean, going by the calendar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I just kind of walked out, but, it, right. but I thought about the same kind of thing. It's like, I don't really like, a lot of people live for Fridays and I hate that thing, right? Like they just can't wait for Friday. Then they go out and then they wake up feeling shitty on Saturday and then their Saturday's ruined Sunday. It's like, fuck tomorrow's work. Yeah. I got to get prepared. It's yeah. like, what way is that to fucking live? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm the exact same way. And I, I think the most important thing is having like key four has been a huge thing for me because it's like, I set four things that I need to do this week. If I get more done, great, but I need to get those things done, whether it's done by Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I don't care. Like I just yeah. want to get those done. And everything else is just like what's going on at the moment and just live in that moment. Right. Who are you with at this moment? So when you when you do your when you do your key four, um, is it just like you just hit those four things and then like you kind of just yeah, chill I out think for the like, rest of the week or what? No, no, not at all. I think like I, I used to set and this is actually huge for just habit based like living and, and trying to succeed. I think I used to set I set four and I started crushing four and I started doing five and I started doing six. Right. And I was like, well, I'm just going to set six things a week. Like, why not? I'm already doing it. And then the next week I hit five and in my head, I was like, I fucked up. Like I didn't hit all my six things. And then the next week I hit six and I was good. And then I hit four and then I was pissed. But it's like, instead of me setting six and then failing because I only hit five, five is still better than what I was doing previously. It's like, I always go to like, okay, four things I know I can absolutely accomplish. If I do more, I do more. You know right. what I mean? So I, like I showed you, I got that whiteboard in my room now. So I got, like, I write out my key four and it's like, what, whether it's post a blog, get a client, um, lose one to two pounds. That was one of my things this week. Like everything is set up to where like, this is my uh, core four essentially. Like I have one key four for each thing and it's like, I just need to hit those four things. And then usually I end up hitting more yeah. because once Focus you get on points. a, yeah. And once you get on a roll, it's kind of like, you keep it going, right? Yeah. Like I, I knock out a blog and I'm like, fuck, I should do a video about this too. Like I can easily do that in like five minutes. So I do that and then I edit that. And then I end up doing more than I had planned. But I definitely, I, I stick to four. I don't know like about most people, but I seem, I, I seem to find that with like habit-based nutrition as yeah. well. Like people are like, no, nah, I'm ready for more than that. And I'm like, no, nah, let's just focus on like getting more protein in each meal. Let's keep it simple. Right. And then instead of me being like, all right, hit protein, hit water and hit these calories. Then they're like, they didn't hit one of them and they feel like they failed. Like that's huge for me. Um, what about you? For me, like I haven't even been like really even putting down key four just because like this last couple of weeks, like really just like creating content it's for the, the site and just like, man, like, and we were talking about this earlier. Like I've, I've literally skipped meals and not even thought about it just because like, I'm just so engaged in what I'm doing that, that, 
I just, man, I just forget. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, something will remind me like whether I got to take the dog out or something like that. And then I look at the time, I'm just like, Jesus, I got to eat. Right. And then once I really think about it, I'm like, man, I'm starving right now. You know what I mean? So, but for me, it's just, you know, there's, there's so much shit that I have to get done. And I've, all I've, all I've done is written them on, uh, like little, uh, note cards, right. right. Of each thing that I need to get done. So I'll put like website, I'll put, um, uh, uh, training programs, um, for, for vigor. Um, and then, uh, emails and stuff like that. So just like little ideas that pop in my mind. And then, um, I just, I just have like a, a bunch of like pre-written stuff that I'll go and edit later, um, maybe even take out, but it's pretty much just writing stuff. Um, and then like, if I get that done and then like, usually man, it's like shooting videos at the gym or something like that. So it's, it's constantly like, if I, if I do get like everything that I need to get done for that day, like, I don't know, like I just go and do, I just go and do more. Yeah. Right? It's like for me, like I, I don't really take the time to necessarily uh like just sit and like chill out um i do that more at the end of the day so i can down regulate and then get better sleep but for me like my day is pretty much like i'm constantly on the move and that's how i like it i mean like like, so like i i know like after talking to you this morning so like we me and theo sat down this morning we talked for a couple hours about our next 90 day outcomes our goals as far as our body being balanced business everything goes and i think one thing i realized is that for the longest time, that's what I've been doing too. It's like I wake up and I immediately go to writing and I start doing all my shit. Then I work out and then I come back and I try to do more. And then I know like there's a point in that time where it's really unproductive. Um, and it's probably like a good two and a half hours that's unproductive after my training session. And I'm realizing that instead of waiting till the very end of the night to down regulate and chill, I think I need to take an hour to just chill and be to myself. And then that two hour period, I'll probably get just as much, if not more done in an hour because I'll be more productive from it. So I think it depends on the person. You know what I mean? For me, I'm going to need that because now lately, like at night when I go to chill, I'm with Shannon and that's not really like me down regulating a hundred percent. It is. And it's good. But I think at the same time, everybody needs their own like alone time to be present. You know what I mean? So one thing I wanted to ask you, actually, I got a couple things. First one, what is, what have you felt is the most useful tactic to be more productive um, that you've tried or that you've seen somebody do? Um, and then also what is something that you want to implement going forward in these 90 days to make or, yourself more productive? organizing my day. So, I mean, we, we, fuck, I think I, I, I can't even remember what episode we did where we were talking about organization. Right. Yeah. And I was like, man, like I just kind of just wake up and I think about what I need to do and then I just do it. Right. Like I just, I mean, it's kind of, it's chaotic, yeah. but I mean, I get my shit done. Uh, but now it's, it, it's crazy how much more, uh, relaxed I've been, um, since I really like, I, I've actually written out and focused on what I got to do. And then, or like, I mean, not just the day, but like my entire week. Yeah. So I know what programs I got to get done. I know how many leads, um, I got to follow up with or, or even contact because, right. you know, Luca pretty much sends them seven days a week. Um, and then, uh, content for, uh, the website videos, all sorts of shit. So like, I've literally, you know, I, I, I'll map it out for the week. The one thing that in, in kind of just going into the, the next one, um, is, uh, really filling out a daily schedule because I think that sometimes, like I said, like I could just be sitting down for like two or three hours and not even know that if, right. I mean, if it might feel like 30, 45 minutes, um, 
to where I stick to a certain schedule um, in order to, you know, I, I think that that would just increase my production and allow me to be more efficient. Um, but at the same time, not really dwell on, you know, certain subjects too much. Yeah. Right. Because like we talked about earlier, um, uh, I, I've, I've really focused on balancing out certain things in my life that I felt like I've neglected. Um, and then that's taken away from other things. Yeah. Right. So to really, I, I think that to get like a daily schedule for me and I mean, you saw me right there at the table, like I did it immediately. I just got this app. Um, which I don't even know what it's fucking called, but, um, literally like, I mean, it just goes like, I mean, it's from like 8am to, you know I mean? Which pretty much is when my day is going to start from 8am to, you know, 8pm, um, every hour, you know, getting, getting my shit done. I think that's probably going to be my answer too. Cause once I got that whiteboard, that's exactly what I did. I wrote out like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then I wrote out like blog finished and posted by this day uh two minute tip video this day uh newsletter 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 yeah. program yeah you know what i mean like that alone that it like i wake up and i that's the first thing i see it staring yeah. me in the face so that helped me a lot and then one thing i used to do that i need to get back in i used to keep a journal next to my bed and i would literally i would do two things and i think this is important for anybody out there who's an overthinker who seems to stress a lot um, who has anxiety, overwhelm, anything like that, or like just constantly, like, I know me, like when I lay down in bed, like, it's funny, like Shannon does this to me all the time. She's like, what's going on in your head? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you're just like, I can just tell like yeah. my head just, is just nonstop going and going and going. So like for me, this is great. And it's called a mind dump. So you literally take your piece of paper and you just write out everything. So if I'm thinking about these ideas, it could be an idea that I want to create an invention in 10 years. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to stop thinking about it and that's going to keep me up at night. So I got to write it out. Like, this is my idea, blah, 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 blah. If I'm thinking about a certain person, uh, a certain feeling an emotion, something that has to happen tomorrow, something I got to do this weekend, I just write everything out. My And then I go through my daily schedule because after I get uh, everything out of my mind on that piece of paper, the next thing that's going to go through my mind is like, okay, tomorrow I got to wake up at uh, seven. Then I'm going to read this then I'm going to do this. And I want to meditate and then I'm going to go here and I'm going to talk to this person that I got to work out. You know what I mean? So right. like, I'll sit there and write out like 7 a.m. Wake up, 7 till 7.20, meditate, uh, read this, this, just lay out everything real quick and brief so I don't have to think about like what I got to do tomorrow. Dude, that like helped my sleep and stress levels so much and like that's something after talking today, I don't even know why I didn't think about that earlier. Like I need to do that again. So that that one's huge for me. I'm going to start doing that Um, and I think that is, that's probably the thing I would say for the second part of the question that I asked you was like, what I would take away from somebody that I think would work really well for me is that because I stole it from somebody. I did it for, I don't know, maybe a month or two and it worked so well. And then I moved and I just forgot about it. Cause right. like, I think what it was is like, I had this setup with my nightstand that was perfect. And then when I moved to my new apartment, like the I didn't environment have, changed exactly. Yeah. And I didn't have that notebook right next to me. So that one's huge for me. Is there anything that you have seen somebody do, like whether it's an entrepreneur you look up to or anything that you would like to steal or probably implement? Really, man, uh, it, it's 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 going back to that that daily schedule. Um, you know, I, I was watching because uh, you just started that, right? Yeah, yeah, I was watching the Daily V, and uh, and that's what he had. I mean, he kind of just flashed it to the camera, flashed his phone to the camera. I was like, hey, this is my look. I mean, this is my schedule for the day, and it was just like boom, 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 boom. And I was like, man, like. That's exactly, you know, as crazy as his, um, imagine if he tried to operate like the way I've operated for a long time and he'd go fucking crazy. Well, it's just like what I talked to you about earlier is like, I need to, like, that's one of my goals for my clients is to schedule better. 
Um, I had such a routine schedule in my head that I knew exactly when everybody was. So when someone was like, hey, can I change to this time? I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then it would come and everything was cool. But on Friday, like I totally like I just didn't think about it. And I've had people leaving and people coming. So I've had like different schedules. So I thought I had everything on perfect routine. And then like 430 hit. Um, and then somebody came in five o'clock hit three more people came in that I forgot that were going to be coming in. And I was like, Oh shit, I totally forgot. Now my schedule's hectic. Right. right. And then the first thing that happens is I get into that overwhelm state yep. and I had to kind of calm down and be like, you know what? Realistically, I got this. It's not a big deal. Like just chill. You know what I mean? Then everything was fine, but still like that going on on a daily basis in your life and other areas, I just, it's just not productive, man. Yeah. And I know that's how that is. So what is one thing like we t- me and you talked a lot about goal setting, uh, what we want to achieve with our body, our being, so ourself, our balance, so our relationships, and then our business day. And we went pretty in depth, more in depth than we have in a long time. I'm yep. really excited about that. Um, to a point, to be honest with you guys out there, that I actually got like I was kind of anxious before he got there because yeah, I, I knew it was gonna push me a little bit, and I knew we were gonna have to talk about some serious stuff that's gonna make me like step outside of my comfort zone. Um, so, what is like one big takeaway? from today like what did you feel like is for me personally powerful? yeah for me it's actually been the the training aspect of things and really actually the the balance of 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 my life right. um as as you know as i get more more and more busy like that's 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 never going to stop and it's it's what i love to do and it drives me um is is work um but how much it can really affect your training. Like we work at a gym, right? Yeah. But at the same time, like I've had to get so much done and not really planning that stuff out has affected, uh, you know, my, my training schedule throughout the week, right? And not training clients, but training myself. Um, and there's been weeks where I've gotten, you know, four training sessions in a week. I've gotten five training sessions in a week. I've gotten two training sessions in the week, right? So it's very up and down. And, uh, the way my body has responded, right. Like, isn't, isn't really what I like to see, right. Like I'm leaner and I'm, I'm moving better, but for me, it's not how I want to be. Right. So that was kind of like my biggest takeaway is like, okay, you really need to get your shit together as far as the schedule goes. Like maybe not operating on, uh, a chaotic schedule is probably not the best for you long-term, right. Because obviously, Right. It, it's very hard to focus on on every area of your life if you're just kind of just like doing things that you feel are important at the time and you dedicate 70 percent of your time there. And then, you know, you, you spread out a little bit. But now, uh, you know, you're, you're not spending as much time as your body as you need to. Yeah. Right. And, and I shouldn't say I shouldn't break it up into percentages, but as much time as you need to. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like prioritizing your time and, and really figuring out, OK, this is how much time I need to invest here, 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 here. Right. Like, I think that's what the biggest takeaway for me was it's like, like okay i need to schedule shit out and, and really focus on how much time i can spend each day on that because right. i don't know i don't have to get everything done right. in one day but i i'm i'm so much of a, a a momentum type of guy that when i get started on something it's very very hard to stop it consumes you right yeah. like if i if i start reading a book and i i know that if i'm gonna like a book within the first chapter yeah like if, if, if it doesn't catch my eye by the first shot, I'm, I'm never going to pick I it up again. Well, I think that's like when you were your biggest, which is like, it's safe to say, like when he said, 
you know, you're leaner and everything. Like, I don't want people to think, oh, shit, I train less and I get leaner. Because <laughs> it's, it's, I think right, it's right. a little bit different. Right. Like, um, you're not as filled out as you like to be, right. I would say. Um, and I think that when training was like, at the time, I think that you weren't trying to build your own personal brand as much because you were so much fresher into the industry. The training consumed you. Yep. So you were you were pretty fucking big. You were pretty strong. And like everything was about training and getting better. And because of that, you studied, you preached, and then you taught people better and you got more clients, obviously, right? But right now, building your brand, building your sites, consuming you. Yep. Mobility for a while consumed you. You yep. know what I mean? So everything went around that. So I think, absolutely, yep. prioritization, right? Like, man, I think uh, for me, a couple things, I think uh, – one would be like the importance of uh balance like relationships i think that like me and you have been so busy with just like each other's businesses and everything that we're doing and like the move of the big gym and everything um that we have spent less time together so yeah. it was honestly just nice chilling and just chopping it up yeah. and stuff so i think that's huge and then i got to give a shout out to my girl because that shit has been calming me the hell down yeah. big time yeah. man so just Having a, a like a healthy relationship that doesn't stress you out because if you have someone that's just bickering at you all the time, yeah. that's never fun. So having that is huge for me. So I think like overlooking that and actually my family too, you know, like we both said that we've kind of drifted away of like being more involved in our family. And I think that was like huge for my stress relief because it's always great being around people that like nobody knows you and loves you like your family does. You know what I mean? So I think that was huge for me. So that was a big eye opener. And then the second one would be the stories. And I actually just wrote a blog about this cause I've been thinking about this all week. Um, I wrote a blog. I think it was like, I, I titled it what motivates you, um, on my website, boom, boom, And it was pretty much like the first thing was like talking about the story in your head. And I think everybody has a certain story. And I started having an insight when, um, we were just talking about this on the last episode. Like I've been sick like three times in the last few months and I'm healthy as hell. I sleep. I, train I, I i'm not around i'm not around any sick people really i don't have tons of germs in my house i don't have animals no kids around so like the only thing i looked at was like okay i'm training too hard too often um i'm probably not getting restful sleep and i'm like not necessarily overworking but i'm over stressing about things because i'm setting yep. such a high standard so i'm just running on fumes you know what i mean and and it burns you out and then your body kind of shuts down yeah. so i think like for me like i was playing this story in my head that like and, and you know what's funny is now that I think about it, this goes back to when we first went on that retreat, the resurrection week, and we both had the same issue. Like, oh, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Everything's cool. Like, people are like, oh, you're all right? Like, you, you got bags under your eyes. I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm straight. Like, man, you look kind of stressed. No, I'm cool. Like, everything's cool. Like, I'm happy. Like, you know, because I look at my life and I'm like, man, I got a dope job. I love helping people. Like, I got good friends, good family. I'm like, I'm living. I don't got anything to complain yeah. about. But something's eating at right. me. You know what I mean? So I think that for me was like admitting that not everything is fucking perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think I was just telling a story in my head. So that was like sitting down and talking about that. And I think that's huge for a lot of people out there, man. Like so many of us go through a stage in life where we just avoid talking about the hard things. We avoid admitting that something is wrong and that we're not happy about something or not living our life yeah. the way we want to live. Just suppress it. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're chasing the wrong thing. Like I said today, I was chasing money and, and I think I got away from the things I love and, and performing the way I like to perform as a coach and as a leader and as, as a business owner and, and, and everything, right? Uh, and a lot of people, it's the same thing, man. I think everybody has a story in their head. And, and a lot of that falls back to judgment, too. I think that's huge, which that necessarily wasn't my issue right now. But a lot of you guys out there, 
do have a story in your head about judgment, um, about fear, about doubt. And sometimes it's judging yourself, um, which I would say I do that. I would say that like I judge myself upon not hitting certain levels when I really don't need to. But a lot of people fear other people's judgment, yeah. which I don't think I'd have too much of an issue there because I don't really give a shit what people think for the most part. But I think a lot of people are really worried. And most of the time, like I always tell my clients, this, they're like, man, like, like especially when they're afraid to go in a gym, right? They're like, man, people are going to look at me. And, you know, I, I talked to my roommate about this because he just started at the gym. And he was like, man, like, I just feel like I'm going to go in there and not know shit. Like, because he sees, like, he followed two people from the gym on Instagram or something. That's me and you. So he sees our posts and we're like two jack dudes lifting weights. And he's like, fuck, dude, that gym is probably just full of these monsters. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go in yeah. there. And it's like, no, bro, it's not like that. Michael's shaking his head because he probably went through the same thing with me, right? Well, yeah, I mean, even the damn dog doesn't work out. And he's jacked. That's <laughs> so very true, man. We got a jacked pit bull in there, well, too. Well, I think, I think that, I mean, for me, man, like, judgment is inevitable right like everything is a judgment like We're people human. are gonna people are gonna fucking judge you but at the same time like i think that the the most powerful way for me for me to look at it is like accept where i'm at at that point in time and understand that like man okay i gotta embrace the process and i have i'm i'm here right and and this is my end result. Now I got to bridge that gap. And this is just one step to doing yeah. that. Like usually like the hardest part for people is just taking that first step. Once you get that and you get momentum um, and, and you have help along the way, as far as a coach or, or guidance or whatever it is, and you have a system or a process, um, you know, set in place, like that's, that's more essential than just saying like, okay, well, you know, fuck, fuck what anybody else thinks of me. Right. Like I think that having that system and then being aware of who you are and then where you're going to go, like at that point in time. And then again, like creating the process or creating the steps to, in, in order to get there, man, like that's, that's more massive than anything. Like, right. Because everywhere you go, like, like you're, I think that there's, there's insecurities, right? Like obviously in this country, fucking, what is it? Like 60% of people are overweight or obese how many of those people like aren't really happy with their body and even like going into the people who are fit right like man like you know i'm not where i want to be they have insecurities but, too right yeah. exactly and they usually came from a place that was similar to the obese or if not the opposite right really guys, skinny or whatever guys, guys and women it's it, it, you know it's across the board so to really just accept where you're at and 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 be aware of that and then understand that okay like and and be okay with that man like that no matter what anybody says, like, man, they can't get away. They can't get in the way of your results. They don't know your story either. No, right. No. So a lot of the times, man, like, because man, everybody knows me as, or, or who does know me knows that I joke around. Yeah. Right. Like I'm probably going to offend you at some <laughs> point, but it's not like out of malice. Right. Like yeah. I'm not doing it to shit on anybody or become alpha dog or, you know, see myself as but you accept it back. too, Right. Exactly. Yeah. Man. Like I make fun of myself more than I do anybody else except for you. Um, <laughs> But, but like, it's just like anything else, man. Like, you know, how it, it, I think the other thing is like finances, right? Like if somebody's not making as much as somebody else in the room, they might be a little bit more insecure. But if you're at your job and then there's that hierarchy, right? Like some people are like cool with their bosses and they know their bosses make more money, right? Like they're not, they're not afraid to go to work every day, yeah. right? Like they have to, you got to do it. You got to pay bills. Same thing, man. Like you're putting everything else before your health. Right. right. Like, man. So to not go to the gym because, you know, you're you're insecure. Like, I, I get it and I'm empathetic with that. But at the same time, like, look what ha what's the end result if you don't. I, yeah. And I think like there's two two ways to 
two things to consider with that to kind of overcome it so you can step in the gym. Because you're right. Like, if you don't make a change now, where will you be in three months? Right? That's huge. And I think that's honestly probably one of the biggest selling points I use to get somebody to sign up with me because it's true. Like, you're overweight. You have health issues. This is what you tell me right now. Okay? But you're worried about signing up because of insecurities. What happens in three months? How big are those insecurities yeah. going to be? Right? But I think, like, the two most important things are is, is one, realizing that those people in the gym that you're worried about judging you, guess what? They were in your shoes. They made the change. Right. So most likely they're not like 90% of them are not going to judge you. Right. And then two, um, they're probably thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to go in there and be like, fuck, this person's looking at me. I wonder if he thinks I'm a little dipshit. And in their head, they're like, fuck, this person's looking at me. Yep, like, yep. I wonder what they're saying. You know what I mean? And we all do that. So, so to understand that, that it's a very normal thing and you're not alone is huge. And that was the big thing. It's like, everybody has an issue and it's like, man, you don't get it. Like you, you don't understand what I'm going through. And it's like, yeah, I do. Like, yeah. I know exactly what you're yeah. going through because I've been there. Yeah. It might've been in a your different, own way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It might be a different setting, but we've all been in a place where we felt that type of emotion. And I think that's fucking huge, man. Um, shit. I don't even know where we were going with that to be honest <laughs> with you, but like, I think, <laughs> I think judgment is just like, it's crazy, man. And I think like a, another good thing is, this, and I learned this from like, if you have a serious issue with judgment and, and uh, fearing what people think and doubting yourself and judging yourself, I think uh, loving what is is probably the most powerful tool that you can get. It's a book. I would recommend the audio book. I tried reading the book, and I'll be honest, I didn't didn't even finish a couple yeah, chapters, yeah. and then I got the audio book, and it was way easier yeah. because uh, hearing the emotion in her voice and in the people talking to her is just so huge and so powerful. But essentially, like what that taught me is is to learn how to like dissect the judgment, right? Like. When something happens, look at it like, why? Like, is that story true? Why is that happening? Like, why are they thinking this way? Is it, are they telling the truth? Like, yeah. if, they're, if they are saying something to you, is, is, that, is that real or is that not? And if it's not, don't worry about it and explain that. So I think that's, that's huge. But, um, man, yeah, I got, I got a lot of insights from today, man, I yeah. think. Can awesome. I throw a question out for you guys? Yeah, yeah. So this got me thinking because, um, you know, my mindset had to change that, okay, well, three months ago, I wasn't doing X, Y, Z, but now I am here. That motivates me and so right. forth. Um, one of my fears was going to the gym of people judging you. Do, but do you find, and I, I rarely see it, but sometimes you can kind of tell, there's those people that um, maybe it's the reverse of the judgment, if you will. Um, they It's like they have something to prove. So they're right. going right. to overdo things. Yeah. Yeah. To, to seek attention. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Like stems from insecurity as well. I agree. hundred percent. Right. I think like, it's almost like they, they feed off of other people's opinions in order to feel significant in their life, which is truly sad. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's I, like I, I really, right? yeah, I really feel bad for those, for those people because nobody can really nobody can ever make you happy right like it's it's kind of like turning to, it's like alcoholics or or drug addicts turning to drugs because it's there's that brief moment or a few hours right where they might feel a sense of relief right they might be in so much fucking pain that they have to sedate it with with drugs or alcohol same thing right like if those guys who are spending three or four hours in the gym in order to get super jacked up and that's what their life is is constantly revolves around in order for people to 
to compliment them or for them to feel some sort of gratification, right? They need those compliments and they need the, the positive reinforcement and the judgments um, of other people in order to get by. Man, they're, they're struggling. Because they do not have clarity. They don't have power. and They don't have confidence with themselves. I right. Think that's like, and, and I can say that I, I've fallen into that somewhat. I've never been that dude in the gym like yelling and screaming trying to get people to notice me. But I've, I've been in a position where I fed off that. Absolutely, because I was insecure, right? And and I think for me, it was more of like uh, like being the funny guy or even like somewhat getting into shit, like getting into trouble to get attention because I knew it would make people laugh and make people like want to be around me and stuff because I was overweight and I was insecure about right. stuff, right? So that was my go-to. And it's just like, it's just like the dude that wears like a fucking spaghetti string tank top at the gym 24-7 trying to, sh- you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's the same type of thing, yeah. right? Um, and I think, I, I actually think that's even worse. I really do. Like, I agree with you. I think that's worse. And I think it, it the same goes as, so I've been sitting down with more of my clients going over like core four and stuff. In fact, like we sat down and did that. Um, so I was talking to Kevin, um, recently, uh, one of my Kevins, cause I have like three in. So we were talking about sedations and I was explaining what that is. Right. And so some people have sedations of uh, social media, like, right. They go on and they post about like gossip but we were talking about this today like i hate seeing like negative bullshit about your day like talking about like oh someone so and so did this in the break room or like i saw this on the kardashian show blah 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 or maybe that is your sedation you watch reality shows all the time or maybe it's alcohol maybe it's video games whatever it is you're you're outsourcing something to avoid reality right and, and avoid the insecurities you have so we were talking about that um and with alcohol specifically but i think Everybody has that sedation, and, and I think one of the most powerful things I did was realize what that sedation was, so I can cut it out. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and for me, I I replaced my sedation. So sometimes that's healthy, but sometimes that can turn into a negative. And so for me, it was weed, and that was my sedation, right? And it, it was the only thing I could do, and I smoked every single day because of it. Um, and I replaced that with the gym. I started getting healthy, yeah, and I slowly yeah, cut I that out of my life. Thing, yeah, yeah, and and you know what? But it got to a point where we were talking about this today is like, you were like, man, I need to get back to training freaking. I was like, man, I need to cool it down. Like I've trained seven days a week for months. (laughs) I cannot burning out. And it's like, because I think like I have to do it. Right. So it it turns into a type of sedation for me. So it's a healthy and it's an unhealthy thing. So I think it it goes both ways, but kind of like searching for that sedation and realizing, and then like dissecting it. Like, why are you doing that? What are you running from? Right. You know what I mean? Um, I got a, I got a good question for Michael actually. So like when you said like, we're talking about like people coming in the gym the first time. Like I know that you were slightly insecure, like worried about that situation. Would you say that coming in to sit down with me at that initial meeting would, or like just going to the gym the first time after that was more scary, like more nerve wracking. Like what, what, what was like, well, more worrying to you. I'd already been going to the gym a couple of months before meeting with you. Right. So I would say that initial going to the gym was harder before before but i think um but you made a big change here because you were you were going to the gym but but like, i wasn't going to the you gym. weren't you were going at like dead hours and you were kind of going like here and there you weren't very consistent i was more it, right? like a wallflower okay like you know i would go when you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i'll go to the early early morning where like yeah yep. no one else was there Girls town, and, yep. yeah and that's why um, i'm asking and now you train strictly in the afternoon so the peak hours when so like for people out there there. it wasn't that that was more beneficial for his schedule i think it was literally to avoid i convinced myself it was better for my schedule because i was less likely which it 
So it there's sort this... of made sense. I was less likely to not procrastinate if I did it first thing in the morning. Right. But on the flip side, how easy is it just to snooze and not go to the gym? Right. Um, in which you did. But quite I was. A bit. I would convince myself that well, if I was supposed to go at four in the afternoon, I'll just work late and I can't go. Yeah. So, and I think that comes down to like what we've talked about in the past is like the story in your head, right? Like, right. and ideally it's probably somewhat of an insecurity to be honest with you subconsciously. Right. So you'd create a story that you need to go early in the morning because that's, what's better for your schedule, quote unquote. Right. But and I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's covering up something else. Right. Right. And then I think, um, like I've told you, like initially when I had reached out to you and you got back to me so quickly, I was like, Oh shit, this is for real. <laughs> like, this isn't like. I was half expecting, you know, a week or, you know, yeah. however long time to go by. Again, story in my head right. that it actually, you know, might Who not knows? happen. Might not happen, but yeah. I felt um, accomplished just for sending the email. Yeah. But then I sort of felt uh, anxiety and panic when I was like, oh, wow, like, oh, we're meeting tomorrow. So, and then. I was like, get this motherfucker <laughs> in here. <laughs> but I'm glad I did it. Yeah. But, um, and I would think to thinking of like schedules and everything i would sort of procrastinate things i would have in my head a to-do list i'll get to that tomorrow or I'm, i can't wait till i don't have anything to do right and then i'm spending that time actually having more anxiety about all the things i should be doing right right so if i create that schedule i actually feel less stress and i feel more accomplished exactly and that's like and i again that's part of a coach man like i like we sat down and i'm like all right well like what days are you coming in? You're like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, all right, well, this would be ideal. I want to see you Monday and Thursday. You're going to come to this class on Tuesday and Friday, whatever right. it was. And you were like, shit, okay. And I was like, I'll be there waiting for you. So. But I felt like that, <laughs> I'll see you there. that accountability also got me motivated. Huge. And then as hard as it was, it flipped my routine completely. And then within a matter of weeks, I was... Yeah. Well, and at the beginning, you didn't even want to join strength camp, right? Like we did, we did semi-private training and we did uh, boot camp. And I was like, yo, like you would really benefit from strength camp with my guys. And you were like, man, I don't know about that. And I could tell. And I was like, you know what? Like, let's wait on that. Like, let's wait a couple yeah. weeks at least and see where you're at. And then I was like, after a while, I was like, yo, jump in just one <laughs> with me. And then you did. And then it was fine. Now you're doing two. Well, because no, think, you're not. You're still doing one because he's training me on Thursday. That's right. I think uh, going back to insecurities, when you said that, I was like, dude, I just told you that was like my biggest insecurity was like barbell and yeah. lifting heavy shit. And that's the first thing you want to put me in. Uh, yeah. OK. Like, I'm not going for that. <laughs> Let's conquer this head on. Yeah. But do you Climb remember what you Everest. said? Do you remember what you said? What was that? You said, yeah, but all those guys have been in your shoes. Exactly. They yeah. all started yeah. somewhere. And that got me thinking. Okay, well, maybe he's right, yeah. but like in his head, he's like, all these guys come together. They look like Theo. They have no shirts on when they train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then my pal every ass walks in. Yeah, I'm like, great. Like, yeah. No, I'm like, it's actually totally funny fine. you say that because I get like, I get so much shit about that. And like one, I'm like, man, like I'm, I'm fucking training. Like, you know what I mean? Of yeah. course, like I, you know what I mean? That's just how I, that's just how I operate. But at the same time, like. This is coming, it, it, and it's not from like this like douchebag perspective, man, or like you know trying to show myself off because most of the time when I do it, like I'm alone, right? Or like it's just like the team and their training, yeah. right? Like I would never do that with a bunch of people around. You, me, you right? coach people with your shit off all the time. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but like, man, like seriously, like when I was a kid, um, and I would be like in like the and I would be like in a pool or something. And like, dude, like I would have, I would have a t-shirt on, Yeah. right? Like skinny as hell, Been there. but would have, but would have a t-shirt on, right? Like, and, and that, I mean, that was only up, uh, I don't even know how old I was then, but you know, I was pretty young, but like, I knew I was 
super skinny, yeah. right? Like, and like people made fun of me for it, right? Like my friends made fun of me for it. So there, it was, it was more about like where I came from and then where I was once I got to a certain point. Like, man, it was more about me just being comfortable because yeah, the be- first time I did that around people, like I was like, you know, I was nervous. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say, that's kind of like like him joining strength camp is bursting through an insecurity. It, you training with your shut off is bursting through an insecurity. And I think people don't realize. And the same goes for me, obviously, because I did the same thing, except I was the chubby kid with the white shirt on, which is never a good look in the pool. <laughs> you can see your nipples. <laughs> you see when your it- nipples and everything. I was going <laughs> to say, man, it's not a good look. I remember when we were in Vegas, we were watching that one kid. And I was like, man, I feel hella bad for that kid. Yeah. And you're like, why? I was like, dude, he's got a shirt on there. Like, I remember those days. And I remember you saying that, too. And I was like, damn, really? Like, yeah. you did that shit? I yeah. wouldn't think of it. But, um, no, and I agree. And I, like, so like back to like what I was saying to you, Michael, like what, what was it like coming into a, that strategy session? I think like, like you said, like you made that email just to me that alone, you were like, okay, that was a big step. And right. then we set a meeting and then you're like, fuck, I got to go in and see this guy. I remember sitting in the parking lot for like 15 minutes. Cause I, well, I always like to be early for everything, but I was out there like 15 minutes and I was like, oh shit, I should have been late. Like, yeah. Cause now I'm like second guessing, like. <laughs> This yeah. parking lot, just like looking at all the people coming out, and yeah. it's it was like five o'clock, so that was a time in that afternoon when I avoided everything. Right. Um, so would you say it's safe to say like the the first time you came and trained with me, it wasn't as bad as you thought it would be? No, I did. You didn't and puke. I, think, I didn't leave you crawling out of the gym like right. nothing like that. And I think I was more impressed with my own abilities that yeah. I didn't even know I was able to do things. Right. Um, I had no concept of a certain pound of weight that I could or couldn't do. So when you would say, you know, okay, go grab those dumbbells right. at X amount of weight. I was like, yeah, right. And then I was like, Oh, well, yeah. Then you said bump that up. So I'm like, Oh wow. Exactly. So like my point being is it, the first step is always the hardest step. Right. The hardest step of Michael's journey was probably coming in and just facing the reality of, I don't like where I'm at. I don't feel good about myself i don't feel good like is from internally as well because we know you had some gut health issues as well um and then i don't feel like good from a confidence perspective and and that was the hardest point is like sitting in front of another guy and telling him that someone who like i told you guys too like before would intimidate me like just my own and you and see and you like and that's why like people never know like people don't know each other's stories right like you didn't come in there knowing what i've been through and how insecure i was growing up and you know what i mean being overweight and all that stuff people don't know that like people don't know that theo was a skinny guy that was really young and confident wore shirts in a swimming pool like that (laughs) i don't know why that sounds so funny (laughs) i mean he can't swim anyways but he's wearing a shirt yeah yeah. Yeah, so that's but that's waiting in the water yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) but that's the point like people don't understand that so so don't like you got to get over that first step. Like uh, once you do that, the rest of the road is not going to be easy, but it's going to be easier because you did that. Right. And on top of that, you're never going to get to the path without doing that first step anyway. Right. So, um, and I think that's like, to be honest with you, I think like the most nerve wracking or hardest part for me in the next 90 days was going to be me sitting down with you and admitting all that shit. You know what I mean? Admitting that I, I didn't like where I was at. And I even remember texting you and being like, fuck, I got to text this dude. I got to tell him, like, I don't like the place I'm in. Like, we got to figure this shit out. And you were like, dude, I'm down 100%. I need it too. And I was like, and of course, that's not what you think. In my head, I'm like, no, nah, he's cool right now. He doesn't need this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. of course, like you do. So it's like taking that first step is always going to be the best piece of advice I can give. Well, and I'd say too, I think uh, going back, you hit on like confidence. I feel like 
my confidence all around has changed. My um, overall way I carry myself in the gym has changed. I right. feel like I've come out of my shell a little bit more with everyone. And Well, and like I can testify for that because people come up to me all the time since I'm your coach. Like people come up to me and they're like, yo, what the fuck is Michael doing? Like, yeah, and, seeing, and like that's what people don't understand. And people uh, probably say yeah, it about me. I, people probably say it about Theo, but we don't hear that stuff. And yeah. for all those people out there that are working hard, you don't hear what other people are saying about you. And, right. and I have a, a ton of clients that people, co- other people come up to me and they're like, man, like I want to do that kind of shit. I want to look like that. That right. dude's killing it. That girl's killing it. But like you don't realize that, right? No. Like people see more than you see. Like, man, and shit, since we've gone over the core four, like we implemented core four less, like probably almost a month ago. Uh, yeah. Maybe almost a month August. ago. So core four, we do like daily practices that's the whole like you probably heard, heard us say it a million times like body being balanced business and then we set up 90 day outcomes so we we did this me and michael sat down got some pancakes and french toast at geraldine's of course yeah that's the traditional way to initiate somebody into the core four training so we did that and we literally set up his uh daily weekly monthly and 90 day like outcomes and everything and dude it's safe to say that you're definitely leaner you you're definitely more confident right. you're coming to the gym more often you're probably less stressed and I think I used to try to plan the gym into whenever I could, which never happened. Yeah. And now I plan everything my else life is around, around the gym. The gym yeah. Which I think you could take that into being more productive with a lot of other things. Right. As Absolutely. Well, right. And it does that doesn't stress you out though either. No. Like I think it a lot of people. It stresses me out when I realize I'm gonna have to do things, at, maybe like before it's yeah. Right. Well, right. and I think like a lot of people stress when they think about like, man, I gotta fit the gym into my crazy schedule, and you're like. I got to fit my crazy schedule into the gym, right? And I don't want people to take that as like a crazy thing. Like, damn, that's like fucking taking over his life. But it's like, no, that's a choice, man. Like he, he loves it because it's changing who he is and it's nothing crazy. Right. Right. Um, but I down on all the bullshit. Like, I feel like I, I'm not wasting my time watching TV when just because, right? Well, and here's the thing is like, so when we set up these 90 day outcomes, we set up things for your body. So we set up nutrition, we set up training, we set up goals in that area, but we also set up things for yourself personally, your relationships and your business. So your career. And I think that because of those things, your stress, anxiety, overwhelm, and all these things have gone down so much that your training and nutrition is just really easy to stay compliant with. And because of that, you're getting really lean and stronger. Right. Same fucking time. It's crazy. And even he said the other day, he's like, yeah, dude, that dude looks different. Who? Theo. Yeah, I said something to him to the me? other day. Yeah. No, to to co- about you. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, you, it's true though. But like, all those things interact, right? I thought you just was wearing a smaller shirt or something, but no. He's I like, told him the real <laughs> trick, bro. He came in. He's like, bro, I need to break through this plateau. I was like, start buying schmediums. Yeah, that's the key, man. <laughs> I do it all the time. The, the superhero shirts at yeah. Target. Well, yeah. I feel like I've um, Target. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> interrupted in my bad i think like at the end of the day i just i just want people to really realize that like going over what we've talked about today i think prioritizing like what is important in your life being present and staying organized can relieve stress and create a better body because i can't tell you how many times people have been in a plateau i've been at a plateau with fat loss or muscle gain or anything and then we prioritize these stress management organizations relationships happiness positivity meditation and then all of a sudden they start losing weight and it's 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 not a magic trick you know what i mean it's a hormonal response it's it's a, it's a lot of different things but it, it's a key i mean and with that being said i think we can call it a wrap if you're cool with it word up
If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.